All right, all right, all right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cajun Style Podcast. And you know me. It's your boy, Nebby. I'm here with my guy, of course. It's your boy, right with that. And how you feeling over there, my guy? How's life with you? Man, I'm uh, feeling rejuvenated after a horrible, uh, horrible week of parlays. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. trying to, just trying to get it back this week. Yeah, you know, you know, you, some, you gotta take a day off. You gotta recover after after you do what we did, man. That was like, whew. Gotta let the, gotta <laughs> let the people know when, 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 when we taking a plus four fifty favorite. I mean, underdog. <laughs> when I take a plus, when I take a plus four fifty underdog, you kind of gotta take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, kind of gotta take it with a grain of salt. As soon as, uh, as soon as I saw Minifield have to go past six minutes, I knew it was going to be a long, <laughs> long night. <laughs> well, it's going to be a long day today. He didn't want to... Oh, bro. Hey, man. Couldn't, couldn't... Had a 50, had a 50-50 chance. It can go this way or that way. How you, how we get so wrong on so many? Man. A lot man. of them was favorites, too. Yeah, let's, like the let's the, underdog, the underdog didn't even hurt, man. The favorite, that's what really hurt. That, that's what gets. Also, you. I kind of also like I kind of I kind of feel bad for sleeping on Aljo, man. But you know, never do that again. Yeah, man. Never that do was, that, that again. That was it. That was it. That was a good card. Good card. But it brings me back to not wanting to pay sixty five bucks. Speaking of a good card. Because oh you can't justify that being 65. No shade to that card. It was very good. But then you get Fight Island. And you know what they're about <sighs> to have? On, you know what they're opening up Fight Island with? Shout out to the UFC. Fight Island, Abu Dhabi. But they're opening up that card with a three title headliner. Three titles? Three titles. Oh, my goodness. Three of them. One, two, and yeah, three. One, two, how many? Three. How many? Hold on. <laughs> Uh, how many women in the uh, 145 pound division, man? Because I know Megan Anderson and I, I know uh, Felicia Spencer. I think it's just two of them. Cyborg. I know, I know the champion. I know the champion. Besides uh, the champ, it's probably like two of them. Yes. Yeah, I don't know man, who else man. is up there. That's why I said my girl Angie Hill needs to just move to uh, <laughs> to 145. And yes, I'm getting to Angie Hill shout out early in the podcast. Yeah, I had to do it. Shout out to Angie Hill. She hey, the goat. Man. She the goat. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Hope they let her bring out her custom flag one of these days to the fight. Man, three titles though. Three titles, bruh. And that's what I'm saying. That's, uh, like that's what I that's what I'd be expecting for the 65. I'm not expecting. So wait, which one? Uh, which one is the main? The main is uh Usman and uh, Burns or what? Main Usman Burns, Cole Main Holloway Volkanovski, Cole mm. Cole Main uh, Aldo versus uh, Peter Yan. Oh my, yeah, the audio, yeah, yeah. that's the, yeah, that's the kicker right there, and it's crazy, it's crazy, yes, that is the card right there. Yeah, that's the card. I remember, I remember, I remember. What was the day? Uh, Great Western Forum, uh, last last minute uh, change of events for the pay per view. John Jones for uh, Gus, uh, Alexander Gustafson uh, oh, part two. Oh man. Uh, moved from Vegas to the forum. We were, you know, hey, we pulled up. We were there. I was in attendance. I called it that day. I said, Peter Yan, that guy's gonna fight for a title. I said, uh, Volkanovski, that guy's gonna fight for a title. And, bro, we here now. Same, Same card. card. Both, Same both. card. One got a title, one fighting for the title. 
Unfortunately, I'm gonna shoot out the prediction. Unfortunately, they're gonna leave both of them leaving empty handed. Oh my goodness, it's like they went trick or treating on the street with no candy. They leaving empty-handed. Oh my goodness! No, no we W's already, for them, man. We we already saw your boy Max Holloway ain't got nothing for it. Hey, it is what it is. Holloway's coming nothing. back. He's getting nothing that title back. Him. He's getting that title back. Holloway lose, I retire from podcasting. And yes, I got my fingers crossed because I'm not about to stop doing this. I'm just, you know, that's that, that's how good I feel. That's just how good I feel. Yeah, man, that's a oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a great card. That's it. That's a horrible bet. That's it. Oh no, yeah. no, nah, nah, you know, like I said, <laughs> fingers crossed. Let me hit up Holloway too. Let him know, hey man, I got a lot riding on this. Go out there and do your thing. But yeah, yeah man, man, that's a that's a tough card, bro. Super tough card. And then the the, the two other fights on the main card, you got PVZ versus uh, Amanda Rebus, and then you get uh, Rose versus Andrade. That very well could have been a title fight too. I'm just saying they giving us some stuff. Oh my goodness! They yeah, giving man. us some stuff on this, and that's what I was talking about. The, the 65. Thug Rose got to Thug Rose got to watch for the slam. Just watch for the slam. Don't get slammed. Man. You can't get slammed twice. Sango, yeah. fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Can't get fooled again. She better not get fooled again. She get fooled again. Yeah, she man. might as well just fully retire, go live on a farm she, or something. She was piecing her up early in that fight, man. That's that's. Oh man. Yeah, I man, ordered I, that pay-per-view. Yeah, ordered man. that pay-per-view on my daughter's birthday. <laughs> house, house party was lit. Party ruined. Through house, all the house party, house party was lit till she got slammed. Man, I don't even want to talk oh. about it. We gonna we gonna see. We gonna see. Yeah, man, that's how they yeah, kicking off. They gave uh, Amanda Rebos the the uh, Sean O'Malley treatment, bro. They trying to set her up with the uh, with the hey, one. This, <laughs> hey, this the this the woman to look out for, cause hey, I can. Hey, that's actually a a, a fighter that I can see fighting against uh, um, a um, Lee. Mm, getting dusted though, but you know. Hey, makes for a good show. Makes for a good show. She might. I don't know. I don't know that a uh, Paige Van Gant win I actually uh, get you there, but. I can see her fighting against. Oh, that's a for sure. Eventually. It's a good showcase. PVZ has yeah. a good, good following on social media, and we all know why. And Reboss is a, why. you know, she's an up and coming prospect. Wouldn't you? Don't even really want to call her a prospect. Up and coming fighter, getting her name out there. And what what better way to showcase uh, the women's division and have it highlighted as the on the main card with three title fights? So yeah, Man, that for part. sure got to show up and show out for that one. For sure. And man, that's how they kick off Fight Island. It's going to be four events for that whole month of July. Get a fight night on Wednesday. Two Saturday night events. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, oh, crazy. And they just booked the uh, DC versus Stipe for August 15th. Finally. Finally, we get some uh, clarity on when uh, Nganu about to get that belt. Jeez. Been oh, waiting fi- to- finally. <laughs> hey, been finally waiting we to- get clarity. Finally, we get clarity on when we going to get a... Uh- John Jones versus Ngannou, because after DC take the belt and retire, you already know. You think uh, who's gonna fight? You think John Jones gonna bark up that tree again? Bruh, he's not about to waste his time fighting against those bums. He won a new contract. <laughs> he said he won a new contract. Dana, Dana supposedly said he just signed a new contract. John Jones said he ain't signed a new contract no time lately. Said I don't think y'all fight. I don't think. Hey man, yeah. they wait. They wait two oh five. I don't know if you want to call them bums like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me take it back. <laughs> let me take it back. 
He don't want to fight any of those. Yeah, especially because uh, Don Rea is over there in Victorville. Let me not even. Yeah, you gonna get me. You gonna get me pieced up, man. Let me not even bark up that tree. Might might, might need to go uh, train with the guy one of these days. But uh, yeah, man, he don't he don't want to go fight those guys who don't have a name, don't have a following, and can't. Like if they were to he win the title, money fight, you said. like if, like exactly if they were to if they were to win the title, they can't headline the card without another pay, without another uh, title fight on it. Like they're just like they're just regular guys. Like I mean, they would have to they would have to basically dem- like demoralize John Jones's chin uh, <laughs> for it to be something that's like outside of a John Jones rematch for it to be something that's like must see. oh my god this is the guy now like I don't like I don't see either Dom Reyes or Blockowitz or even uh Tiago Santos being like a, a draw like that so I feel like John Jones is like why am I even risking my legacy fighting against these guys when the money fight is gonna be at heavyweight and that's the only way that I'm even gonna get more money like his his gripe is really that he just wants more money to fight Francis. He don't even want to fight these other guys anymore uh, because he feels like it's not even it's not even doing anything for the le- for you? the legacy building of the guy. Like he's only fought in title fights since he was twenty three years old. So I feel he's you. He's my age. I feel you. And they just don't have that guy who has the uh, personality like a Sean O'Malley, like a Conor McGregor. Up there at it's 205 to, have, to, uh, to even be a It's hard to have that type of personality at, uh, at the heavier weight classes unless you just flat out starting people in the first round. And that's why Rosenstruck called out Ngannou. He wanted to be the guy that was going to stop that streak. Because, I mean, especially considering he was coming off of a streak of his own. Like, he was out there blitzing everybody, uh, knocking everybody head off. And, I mean, even with the Overeem win, it was a last second comeback, but hey, he uppercutted his face right off his uh, <laughs> right off his neck, the same way that Ngannou did. Like sat him down right up against the cage, split his lip, lip all open. Like I mean, uh, and I mean, Rosenstruck went into that fight like, hey, if I'm the guy that knocks out Ngannou, I could be the, the next face. I could be the next big money guy. I could be like, you know, mm-hmm. barked like, up the like wrong they, tree. They, they, they I heard he's still sleeping. Right? He, they ain't woke him like, up yet. Hey, they ain't he, woke him up. Just, <laughs> He laying in the bed it's looking like Sleeping Beauty. Up in there it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a minute for him. It's gonna be a minute for him. Hey, hey, he shot his shot, uh, airballed. It was a good try, though. Good try. But yeah, man. Uh, the best thing about that steep and DC uh, part three being booked is we get to see if Ngannou is fighting John Jones next or if Ngannou is fighting Stipe next. That's the and, only thing. And, and I see to... Stipe and see Stipe winning this fight. Stipe winning this fight is the only thing I feel like that keeps John Jones out of the heavyweight division for a little bit of time. I I think I feel this way. Stipe winning this fight is the worst thing that can happen for the heavyweight division because now you have to wait for him to uh, to finish, recover from his uh, his post fight suspension uh, that the athletic commission is going to give him. Before we can see Ngannou hey, again, man, you, if Stipe you loses, see how fast some of these people been coming back, man. Stipe not turning, Stipe, not turning Stipe back Ngannou, around like that for Ngannou, bro. Not after going so to war with DC. Saying, DC has to win, bro. He's not about to go in there and cakewalk over my guy DC. He took him four rounds last time, and DC is not gonna make the same mistake of getting his uh, his belly just punched on. Not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna let you get him with the body shots. DC too smart of a fighter for that, my guy. Best thing Hopefully that can happen for the off. heavyweight division is for DC to win so he can retire, vacate the belt, beginning Ganu the following month, sometime in September, maybe against Curtis Blades, maybe against Derek Lewis, 
Maybe against oh John Jones. Goodness. Not against Blades again, bro. Not against Blades again. See, oh, yeah, at Blades that point, is they hoping. Yeah. At that point, they hoping Blades lose to uh, Volkov <laughs> or something. Happening. But that, you already know that's yeah. not gonna happen. I think it probably. I think it goes to Derek Lewis or John Jones, in my opinion. And, and more than likely, if it's a vacant belt, it's gonna be in Ganu John Jones, and I'd like to see that. Or see, I'm not, not even like then, to see that. I'll, I'll, I'm hoping. Then they're gonna. Then they're gonna get to the point where they have to pay them, man. Hey, pay him. It's a title fight. No more, no more steep aid. Then they're gonna have to pay the guy. Only if he got live gates. I like that. Like Dana said, there's no live gates out there, man. Y'all can't be crying for the money. Can't be crying for well, the money. Well, he ain't get no more money than he already uh, contracted to get then hey. at that point. Hey, fine by but me. See, I feel like, uh, Show up I feel like his contract is something different than what he would be signing up to do. Like, I'm, I'm assuming his contract is uh, for the championship belt because he's the champion. Some, something of this sort. Uh, so for him to even move up to heavyweight, like that's a whole different belt, whole different uh, thing. But hey, we digress. Digress, digress. Hey man, they're talking about, uh, speaking of O'Malley, I mentioned O'Malley earlier. They're talking about O'Malley Garbrandt. And he, mm. with that win, he's one win away from fighting the champion. I feel like that's, uh, I feel like that's just a little bit of talk. Oh, I don't think they would actually do it. They both uh, came they, they both come. did come out unscathed. Cody Cody did kind of call him out in, in his post-fight uh, press conference as well. He said something like uh, they asked him about the the comparisons that have been going around between the two. And he basically said, like, I don't really see any, uh, any comparison. Like, he's 25 right now. I was already the champion by the time I was 25. I had already beat a bunch of world champions by the time I was 25. He's Ooh. over here uh, not really fighting anybody. Like Shots fired. Man. Kind of a shot at Eddie Wineland, like that. That was an old champion, but that that mm-hmm. was kind of his point. Like he was beating guys that were like recent champions, and <laughs> like I said before, Sean O'Malley just beat a dude, a dude who was champion in two thousand six. Like that's a, uh, it's a little bit different. No country, no country, no no country at all. Well, yeah, man. Garbrandt, uh, Garbrandt. I think Garbrandt would be with that. Uh, O'Malley is probably one fight away. Uh, Sean O'Malley kind of caught him out as well uh, in the post fight. He kind of he kind of explained his little tweet uh, why he tweeted what he tweeted uh, after the Garbrandt knockout or whatever. Like he basically like and it, it kind of was basically what I what I expected as well. He was kind of just saying like, hey man, I, that was decent, but I'm gonna need that 50k. Yeah. He tweeted he tweeted it right after the knockout and that was before the bonuses were announced. So it was kind of one of those to make sure he like, got his fifty K. I'm not even trying to yeah, he, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't no all, shit. Like I'm calling you a bum. I was just, you know. Oh shadiness. I just want my fifty K, bro. He, I'm I'm, on, I'm making peanuts right now. What that's was definitely that? a fight I could see uh, happening down the line. With all that said though, man, we was looking into the future. But in the near future, man, we got a, a fight card coming up. UFC fight night means it's so, somewhere kind of free if you got the ESPN Plus. Yeah. Jessica I versus Cynthia Calvillo. Calvillo evil moving up. Eye. The evil eye? <laughs> the evil eye? <laughs> the stank eye? Oh my goodness. Oh my oh goodness. My. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not a shot at you. I'm, you know. But yeah. <laughs> Jessica I, Calvillo. Like I said, we get another, another women's headliner. I like it. I love it. Keep putting the women out there. A good yeah. card, very good card. Something they threw together real quick too. A lot of fighters short uh, that we've seen like as recent as two weeks. Some even uh, within a month. 
quick turnarounds for a lot of these fighters. Shout out to the UFC. A lot of guys, a lot of guys, they just booked within the last week as well. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. Dana getting stuff done. Dana is making Thanks. it happen. And it's like, it's one of those things where Dana gets a lot of flack for fighter pay, this, that, and the third. And I'm not against fighter pay. Hopefully, they unionize. Hopefully, they find a way to end up with a bigger percentage of the uh, the total UFC purse. But at the end of the day, at this point, that's between uh, more parties than just the UFC and uh, the fighters. Yeah, it seems like uh, all the fighters got to get they on gotta, the same they page. Gotta, they got a whole, all the fighters would need to get on the same page. They, they got a whole ESPN deal at this point. Uh, and I'm pretty sure once the Reebok deal is up, uh, the UFC would be in a position to, I mean, put the fighters in a better position to make more money. Uh, I don't know that they'll necessarily open it back up to where it was before, where fighters had banners and uh, that's the uh, best banner, banners best in their corner. That way, it's hey, kind of it's kind of tough now because you would have to uh, you would have to have so many things cleared at this point. Now you're talking about big time business. Now this stuff is on ESPN. I mean, at the same time, right. you do have uh, beer ads and a lot of other stuff on uh, already on the floor and right, whatnot. Right. So you never know. That's the best uh, way. Hey, it, go get it, your own. Like bag. at the end of the day, stop asking at the me end for of the it. Day, at the end of the day, if it's as simple as uh, putting logos back on fighter shorts uh, to, to let them get more money for themselves, because like I said, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, uh, but uh, I I mean, ride, ride with Doc for a reason. I used to be an Uber driver. I picked up a guy uh, at one point in time who was a uh, boxing. I mean, he was uh, I picked him up from a boxing event at the forum uh, and he told me he was from Denver. Uh, he told me he used to be a, a MMA agent out of the, I mean, Greg, Jans uh, Greg uh, Jackson camp or whatever. And he was right, saying, right. Uh, he was basically saying uh, the fighters took like a 75% pay cut or whatever. Like not not necessarily the top level fighters, because uh, I mean, when, when the Reebok deal first happened or whatever, you would see John Jones and Reebok commercials and John Jones doing this down the third, like all, like all of the big fighters at that point in time were still eating off of the deal. But the small fighters, it was like, you just took 10, 10 sponsors off of their shorts, uh, 10 sponsors off of their little back, uh, back banner or whatever, pre-fight or whatever, like those people were giving them, I mean, if you're on a pay-per-view, if you're on a, a, a televised card or whatever, those people were giving them $5,000 a, a sponsorship, maybe even more than that. Uh, he basically he basically was saying like some of these fighters were losing like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that's, that's, uh, just that's off a lot. of that that's just off of losing. that move alone not to be losing uh, and it's like that's that's kind of stuff that you can't really make up but it's like with the with the ESPN deal at this point uh, and the Reebok deal about to uh, expire you can only imagine what they're going to end up coming with but what I was going to say though is uh, as much as people talk about fighter pay uh, Dana does hook these guys up, man. Like, uh, we're gonna talk in his first fight about this guy, Anthony Ivey. And, uh, I mean, this is a guy who's never fought in the UFC, but they were about to call him up to fight against, uh, Gerald Mearshart last yeah, week yeah. when Ian Heinich, uh, had the little COVID scare. And, uh, it was one of those things where he was about to be a last minute replacement on less than a, less than a week's notice. And I don't know how that necessarily works. Hey, you signed to fight this guy. Uh, so now we gave you a contract with the UFC. Uh, a, a, we get, we got you on some last minute stuff, and we're gonna give you a three fight contract just because uh, you're doing this last minute uh, replacement thing for us. Or I don't, hey, I don't know how that goes, but 
to to have them uh, rescheduled within a week. Hey man, kudos to Dana. Kudos. Hey, yeah, to he, he could have easily could have easily uh, just said, "Hey, we'll we'll reschedule you a couple months from now." Like, hey, right? They, the guy was ready. They found him an opponent. Uh, and there you go, because I, I believe uh, Aguilera is uh, making his debut with the UFC. So we get two new guys on the UFC, and it's Anthony Ivy versus Chris Aguilera fight. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's good work by the UFC with this one. And uh, let's get to this card. Let's get to this fight. We we digressed enough. Yeah, man. Fight night one seven. Fight night one seventy two prelims. Yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta think Anthony Ivy is pretty good, uh, a pretty good fighter for them to even uh, think he was decent enough to go up against uh, Gerald Mearshart at 185. At that, that was crazy. Right, right. Like, he was about to go. He was about to short notice move up and wait and fight against a guy who was pretty close to being ranked. I, th- I mean, clearly would have been ranked had he beat had he beat Chris Heinrich's rank. Yeah, it's like. Eh, clear, clearly not close enough to be in rank. <laughs> he's a, but yeah, man. He's a, he's close. He's the uh, rank gatekeeper. You beat Mirashard, you might be able to get rank. Might exactly. be able. To. But yeah, man. Anthony Anthony Ivy enters as the minus two hundred favorite. Got a nice eight and two record. All his wins, finishes. He don't let it see the judges. Even his losses. Yeah, he don't let it see the Even judges. His losses, two subs. <laughs> he he yeah. don't like the judges. Basically, at the end, if you a judge, he's not trying to see you at all. His opponent, Chris Aguilera, plus one sixty, got his hands full with uh, Ivy over here. Ivy's a good, good striker. Going to keep this fight standing up. There's a reason why he's a minus two hundred favorite. Like I said, they had him uh, slated to fight Mirshart, and I think he's going to show why he's a two hundred favorite in this fight. Aguilera's going to be yeah, a good, man. good opponent. It's gonna be a high-paced fight, especially with these guys making their debut. Going to want to show—they're going to want to show show that they belong in the UFC, especially for Ivy. Hey, I'm trying to stay here, man. I wasn't even about to be in the UFC. I'm about to stay here. He's about to come out here and put on the show to open this card. They got it. They got it. Show and prove, man. And at the end of the day, like I went back and watched a few of the uh, a few of these guys' fights. Anthony Ivy he got a crazy highlight reel on YouTube. Uh, yeah, man, he was actually the champion in the last promotion that he was in. It was a little low, uh, lower tier organization, minor minor league organization or whatnot. But uh, yeah, he was out there wrecking havoc on on cats mm-hmm. and uh, for Christian Aguilera, Aguilar, Aguilera, Aguilar, Aguilar. How you want to say it? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, call man. him Chris. Hey, hey man, uh, I'm telling you, man, it was hard to find that guy's fights on YouTube <laughs> just because his name was too, too, uh, too close to Christina Aguilera. Oh, pulled up Christina uh, yeah, Cena. Oh man. Yeah, man. Highlight. But yeah, man, it's uh, I feel like it's not looking too, too good for him for the simple fact that uh, what what I did see out of Ivy was, uh, yeah, he's good in the striking, but he also has good grounding pound. He's also very, uh, very strong. And uh, for Aguilar, uh, I mean Ivy is six two, Aguilar is five nine. Uh, he's a he got a strong base. He he's very uh, almost Gray Maynard type, uh, strong strong body. Uh, he punches to grapple you, uh, but he throws he throws crazy strikes because he knows like hey if I could get in close enough for the takedown like I'm strong like he he's 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 a very uh, ground and pound base uh, base fighter. I mean, he got Bully. 10 KOs Bully. himself. He got 10 KOs himself, but he has been uh, knocked out four times. So, Doesn't it's look a little good. tough, man. There's a reason why he's plus 160. 
I got a, I got Ivy getting this done early, early stoppage, early second round, late first round type of type of ordeal. I feel like Aguilar. I feel like Aguilar is the type of fighter that will give him enough enough openings to finish this fight. Uh, whether it's whether it's early or late, uh, nobody knows. But Anthony Ivy definitely not going to a decision regardless. He's not about to and, see the uh, judge. Let's just hope he's no Minifield. Like I said, he's uh, a <laughs> he's championship he's championship fight tested. Uh, like I said, in that last fight, uh, he won the uh, championship in that organization and whatnot, and he got a he actually got a late round finish in that fight. So it wasn't even like he just slept nobody. He he not just out here necessarily sleeping everybody in the first round. Like so, he he has a decent gas tank. Uh, I can at dig worst, it. I can dig it. Yeah, man. I can dig it. It moving right along to the featherweight division, where we get a rematch from the LFA with a pair right. of uh, Dana Contender Series fighters, Jordan Griffin versus Derek Minner. Griffin Griffin enters as a one seventy favorite, rightfully so. He did get the submission win in in their first bout at, uh, in the LF, LFA promotion. Right, a good striker. He's good in getting submit the submissions after he gets you down. Uh. After he gets you to the canvas, he's one of those, I'm not going to ground and pound you. I'm going to look for the submission type of uh, ordeal. Exactly. And that's all, That's all. in my opinion, that's all good. But it's not going to be good enough. Because my guy, Minner, I seen how, uh, I saw the Jordan Griffin, um, e, Dan Ige fight. And Griffin doesn't do well against pressure. Doesn't, oh my goodness. You do got well this guy. You got this guy, Minner, winning the rematch. Got Minner winning this rematch. Oh, my Nice goodness. pressure fighter in Minner. He's going to... Hey, I'll tell you now. Hey, that boy looked like he wanted to cry when he lost his first uh, his first UFC fight. I know that for a fact. He's a... He's definitely a pressure fighter, like you say. He's a he's a guy that wants to... He's a guy that wants to grapple at all costs. Uh, and in his UFC debut, I saw... He uh, hey, he was he he went for the grapple at all costs, and he thought it was gonna work for him. Uh, it was a guy that he thought that he was gonna see uh, locally in one of the lower tier promotions itself. It didn't happen. Uh, don't remember the guy's name at this point, but he ended up getting submitted. Uh, yeah, he he looked like he was about to cry. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the day, my guy Jordan Griffin submitted him before. I think he's gonna submit him again, Derek oh. Minner. I just don't think he has the athleticism, man. Not for this level. You don't have he's, the athleticism. Uh, he don't. He don't have the athleticism. Uh, oh, I did man. see. I did see uh, one of his last wins. He did win with a nice little Von flu choke. He's very technical with his ground game. I just feel like uh, Jordan Griffin is a little bit too athletic for him. Uh, Griffin, you know, he came off the Contender Series. Uh, he's one and two in the UFC, but I mean, like, like, hey, the, hey, the MMA math is right there. He already beat this guy. Come on, rematches are hard to win, and I'm gonna tell you why. You thought you, the guy who won? Huh? I ain't got to change a thing. What I did last time beat him. The guy who lost, True. I know why I lost, and I can fix it. I know where I messed up. I can go improve. But see, sometimes Minner, you just can't fix why you lost. He lost because he's just not big enough. He's 24 just not wins, enough. 21 subs. That's Minner true. gets the submission win over Jordan Griffin. You heard it here first. Griffin doesn't do well to pressure, even in his uh, contender series fight. He was taking some shots, even got hurt a couple, uh, couple times in that fight. I'm going to tell you this. This is what I'm going to tell you. Uh -oh. He ain't got to do well against pressure. Because in, in all of those wins that uh, 
Minner won by submission. He also got 11 losses. Eight of them by submission. Ooh. One of them to Jordan Griffin. Ooh. One of them to Jordan Griffin. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hey, man. The MMA math look good. MMA math look good right there. My guy Jordan Griffin, I feel like he fights like a a, a little miniature version of uh, Benson Henderson. I think he's, I think, man, I think he's going to get this done fairly easily. Mm. Fairly easily. Yeah, so far, might might even catch him coming in, get the, get the clean knockout. But if not, hey man, he, he yeah, yeah, he, I got, he I gonna got. Choke this, he go, he gonna choke this guy. Smooth out, man. Yeah, I got Minner by late submission. We just gonna have to see. Is, is that where we already? I'm going right. You going wrong already? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Right, right left. I take, I take, I take left. I take the left. I take the left. Oh, it moving right along. We get a flyweight fight. Ryan Benoit versus Tyson Nam. Good little fight right here, man. Get the 125ers out out on the card. And this fight is, is interesting because I think it's way too close. They basically had this as a pick em. Right. And, and uh, I'm going to just start off by saying this. Tyson Nam, 37. No country. <laughs> no country. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy, man, because I remember both of his last two fights. Yeah, he 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 fought against uh, Pettis and he fought against uh, the Car- the little Car- Pettis. Friend. Not even yeah, not yeah. even uh, not even a really good Pettis. The the medium good Pettis. The little Pettis, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then he fought against Car Franks. And uh, man, it's like I remember seeing him and I was like, damn, I've been seeing this guy for a long ass time. And it's crazy. Those were his first two fights in the UFC. I don't long even know where I, where I remember seeing this guy at. Like he's been around forever. Like straight up, he's been around forever, bro. Like I probably I probably saw him on some random uh, DVD back in the day. Like his <laughs> name has been around forever, bro. Like uh. and like you said, it's one of those things where. Hey man, as long as you've been around, he hasn't even won in the UFC. He's 0-2 in the UFC. He's already 36, 37. Like, yeah, bro. I, I, it's Those, tough yeah. to call, it's, man. It's, like, it's and, and it's and it's hard to say because Ryan ben, Benoit Benoit Benoit. I, hey, tomato tomato. My mama just call him Ryan. I'm just call him Ryan. Uh, my guy Ryan hasn't even had the greatest uh, record in the UFC. Uh, he's only three and four in the UFC. He's ten and six overall. But he is a, yeah, a, a KO artist. Mm. He is a KO artist. He swings a hundred percent. He swings. He swings a hundred percent. Like he's been pro since two thousand nine. Uh, Tyson Tyson Nam been pro since two thousand six. Like he's an old head. See, that's what I'm saying. Like this guy's been around since. I mean, he fought uh, Marlon Moraes in a World Series of Fighting in two thousand thirteen. Like got got knocked out. But hey, man, like that's Marlon Moraes. <laughs> Uh, and and a whole weight class above and see that's what i'm saying like he's a guy that's like been around like so long it's like i don't even know like i've probably seen this guy fight in two two or three different organizations and it was like super low level organizations right right uh but yeah man i feel like the the issue with him is uh ben benoit uh ryan Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just call him Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan's only, uh, only weakness seems to be the submission defense. Um, and I don't even think Tyson has the submission uh, or or the grab. Like he's not, he's not a grappler. Like he's a kickboxer himself. Like a lot of decisions. I don't, I don't. Yeah, he has a lot of decisions. I don't think he has the power to to win by anything but decision in this fight. So for that to be the case, I don't see him winning because I feel like Ryan Benoit 
than why. Ryan, <laughs> I'm gonna just call him Ryan. Uh, I feel like Ryan has equally, equally as good stand up, but I feel like his power is so much more. Uh, like he just has so much more power that it's like, hey, he he might end up getting a finish in this fight. Uh-huh. Like whether it goes decision or not, I feel like Ryan Benoit is winning. But I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not looking good for Tyson, man. I'm gonna just bring Ryan out my, I'm gonna bring out my Ryan, Ryan got it. Ryan got a strong ass neck, man. Like I, I yeah, I was watching his last couple fights, bro. He keep his chin tucked. He throw a lot of kicks. Mm-hmm. He he fights like a a, a tie mm-hmm. fighter. But the thing about him is like. It, it seems like it's gonna take a lot to uh, to knock him out. Like he's been submitted twice, but he got four decision losses. Like he's not getting knocked out. Like you can hit him, you're not gonna knock him out. Like he got a strong neck. Very good, very very good. Uh, had a had a competitive loss to uh, Brandon Marino, and uh, like I said, I'm gonna bring out my calculator. Now I'm lost to Sergio Pettis. Mm. My guy Ryan knocked out Sergio Pettis. It's done. And it's a wrap. It shouldn't be the odds shouldn't be this close. I should be and looking at right minus there. 200 for my guy Brian. He said Benoit, Benoit, whatever you call him. We don't even know. Hey, Ryan, just get the, just get the W because I got you getting this with a late stoppage. Nam is very good. He fights, in my opinion, he fights conservative. That's the thing. He doesn't you take. He doesn't take the you risk. You can't go into UFC level fights, uh, fighting like you're going for a decision. Hey, he we talked like about to take this the last risk. week with yeah. the Minifield fight. This ain't the Minifield fight. That hey, Minifield got a heavyweight gas tank, man. This, this <laughs> hey, hey, man. Ryan, yeah, Ryan is about to uh, either knock this guy block smooth off or do so much more damage over the 15 minutes that Tyson is no no way gonna win uh, the decision. Yeah, I think he uh, stops Tyson. Um, in a in a very entertaining fight, Tyson likes to uh, he likes to he likes to sit back and counter. He doesn't like I said he doesn't engage. He never is first. He's always second. At least in the last two fights, like you said, the Car France and the Sergio Pettis, he just got picked apart because he was always second. So, so see, that's the I'm thing. Giving a you can't to, uh, you can't be second Ryan. against a guy. You can't be second against a guy with a thick neck, bro. <laughs> You gotta say pause. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta no Aljo. No, no Aljo. You can't be Aljoing on the pod. You might as well. Oh man. Oh. And then yeah, man. After the thick neck, man, we just gonna move to the next one because you you didn't get this man too many neck compliments. Hey man, oh. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just saying, man. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, uh, we hey, and rightfully so, we get a woman after this. We get the women's bantamweight with a setup fight. I think. I think this is a setup fight. Ozmaker's got us believing what I don't believe, and I may be wrong. But they got Julia Alvila versus Gina Manzani, and Alvila comes in as a minus five hundred favorite. The largest, the largest odds on the card. Manzani plus three fifty. And this has upset written all over it, and I'ma tell you why. Manzani has fought oh some of the gosh. some of the best at bantamweight that the USC has outside of Amanda Nunes. She fought Macy Chiasson, Sarah McMahon. Uh, losses. There were L's, <laughs> but sometimes oh, your L's man. can the L can stand for lesson learned. You know, two L's lesson learned. She 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 lesson learned. Okay, lesson learned. Okay. 
this is this is what it is. Alvia, she's making her UFC. Uh, no, this ain't her UFC debut, but she hasn't fought the uh, quality level of fighters that Manzani has fought. Manzani is a good striker. She's always game. I just feel like these odds make it seem like uh, Gina Manzani is just about to be a punching bag. Like these I are the see odds. What I will are- say, what I will say is, it's a good play on the odds. It's a good play on the odds to take Gina. But mm. Julia is just better. Mm. She's just better. Just and she's better. from Bakerville, man. She don't 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 get a oh, man. don't get caught slipping out there, man. Don't don't. Can't bump into Julia. Out. She's <laughs> out here. She's out here. Battle tested. She uh, hey, she fought Nico Montagna. Uh, she also she's also been a five round fight before and won. Like she she's not yeah she's not about to lose this fight. Now see the thing about it is I don't think that anybody outside of Amanda Nunes should ever be a, <laughs> a minus five hundred uh, in a women's level. fight. Outside of, outside of Amanda Nunes, that's the that's the only one. Uh, that I feel like and it's that's just what this that much, that much like. farther. And I, this hell no, this ain't about to look like uh, Nunez versus Spencer. Not, yeah, it's not, it's not, no gonna, it's not gonna look, look like, like that. that. It's not gonna look like that. But I, thought, I feel like this is gonna be an easy win for Julia. Easy oh, win. So we're going left and going right again? Hey, back to back. Hey, we're not in agreement. I like it. Because I'm always right. Hey. I'm always right. Alvia, very good striker. Only loss she has on the record is due to a hand injury. So she had. She's only beat herself. Nobody has been able to beat her yet. But she also hasn't been in the UFC that long. And as we know, UFC is the top of the top. Manzani's making her second stand in the UFC. She's not trying to go back to not being in the UFC. Can't go back. Can't go back. She didn't see what these paychecks look like in the other promotion. Nope. No, 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 no. So yeah, man, I got Manzani getting the upset. The one thing that's uh the one thing that might not be looking too good for. Her. She is only 5'4. Gina is 5'6. Uh, don't know that that's necessarily going to play a part. But yeah. Yeah, man. I got, I got Gina getting this W. Remember, we heard it here first. I'm rooting for you, Gina. Don't have me saying damn Gina after this fight, though. Please. <laughs> Please. Damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. Don't do it to me. Oh, man. Move right along, though. Still on the prelims. Still on the prelims. We get Charles Rosa. Versus Kevin Aguilar. And then Rosa, man, we get a guy coming off of getting pretzled up by, by Mr. Camel Shorts himself, Bryce Mitchell. Had oh, a tough man. time out there, bro. Tough fight. Didn't look good at all for him. But it's good he gets to get he gets to avenge that loss by coming back so quick against Kevin Aguilar. And unfortunately, it's against Kevin Aguilar. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunate. That's an unfortunate situation. It's crazy, bro. Like the funniest thing about that is, bro. I went back and I watched a couple of Charles Rose's old fights. Uh, he's normally the guy fighting like Bryce Mitchell. Like he's normally the guy trying to uh, trying to hug you and trying to trying to uh, jit you up. Like how the way that he got pretzled up in that fight mm. doesn't even make sense to me at this point. Like he basically got uh got got you jitsued up like a child fighting against a grown up. Like that was, was basically a, a schooling. The same the same submission attempt. He couldn't stop. What was it called? It? The toaster. Twister. Twister. Toaster. All it looked yeah. like is that uh, Bryce Mitchell works at Winslow Pretzel. That's all I know. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, WWF yeah. they used to call that the abdominal stretch. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, Might as well put him in a crippler crawl face with that with the way he was looking. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, he's a uh, he's tough. Like Charles Rosa only only lost 
uh, to the top, top, top competition. We're going to see uh, what Bryce Mitchell is. I don't know what Bryce Mitchell necessarily becomes. But, I mean, his other losses on his resume is Dennis Heaver. That's the guy that uh, uh, Connor beat before he got the title shot. I mean, it was one of those hand-picked opponents. Uh, Seaver, Seaver was nice back in his days. Uh, he lost to Shane Burgos and he lost to Yair. And then he got that loss to Mitchell. Uh, I don't know how good Kevin Aguilar necessarily is. You know, he he came off the Contender Series. He got that win. Uh, he's two and two in the UFC. I'm, I'm gonna tell you how good he is. He's the former former LFA champ, man. He's 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 on a two fight losing streak. Uh, 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 only got three losses still though. He only got three. Uh, like in, in theory, in theory, he's a better striker, but can he keep it standing? He has to make sure he doesn't he get baited into a. Uh, he has to make sure he doesn't get baited into a grappling match, and that's crazy considering. Like I said, this Charles Rosa guy just got pretzeled up in his last fight. I'm yeah, I'm I can't I can't bet on the guy who uh who got beat so handily in his in, in his strong suit in his last house. Man, <laughs> I can't I can't bet on that guy. So I'm, I'm taking Kevin Aguilar here. Oh, you gotta but, roll with Kevin. Yeah, gotta, bring, gotta bring name the angel of death. He's he's not coming in there playing any games. He's putting guys on the on a butts with his jab. He's putting guys on the butt with his straight. Like I said, he's a former LFA flyweight champion. Two fight losing streak. But hey, you know sometimes we all fall down. Just got to get back up. Ten KOs. He keeps this fight standing. He for sure gets the W. But Maybe even the KO. Yeah, he all he can't let uh, Charles Rosa get him to the mat. I've seen uh, in that championship fight that Kevin Aguilar won. He didn't look good once he got taken down by uh, I believe it's Drew Jackson. Didn't look too great. So yeah, see, I, got got to keep it standing. With Rosa, see that's the thing with Rosa. He's really a grappler, but he's strong. Like he uh, he only really strikes to get close enough to grapple, but he throws heavy leather, like heavy, heavy hands. He's mm-hmm. very, very, very powerful. Yeah, he has good stand-up. Uh, Didn't get to show yeah, any of for, for, really for a grappler, or for a yeah, guy yeah, who yeah, has yeah. that means he, he has, on his record. He has powerful, he has powerful strikes uh, for a grappler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's no whole... Like Sean O'Malley is a grappler, oh. bro. That's that's a good striker. <laughs> yeah, well, you, when you put it like that, yeah, he's not that good. Then no, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm joking. <laughs> like we talking about uh, Gilbert Burns is a grappler, but mm. that guy has stand up. Like, yeah, he's not yeah, Charles, those guys. He's yeah, Charles Charles Rosa. He he's gonna he's definitely gonna want to take this fight to the ground. But keep it there. Take it there. Can he keep, keep it. it there? Yeah. Can Can he do it? I don't know. I I think he's about to take this L. Yeah, Aguilar is very strong. It's gonna be hard to to keep him there early, which means you guys are gonna be standing for a bit. And Aguilar's stand up is great. He's a good striker, and like striking is his thing. Like I said, he owns ten KOs out of his seventeen wins, and up until his two losses, he was seventeen and one. So he's eager to get back on that win streak. Charles Rosa is eager to so, get back so. on that winning streak too. Somebody's L is about to turn into a W, and I'm predicting Kevin Aguilar getting that stoppage, keeping the action rolling. We get somebody else uh, looking to avenge a loss with a quick turnaround. Two weeks, actually, tweak on a quick turnaround for Hannah Cyphers. She gets to fight Mariah Agapova. I'm gonna just call her Mariah. <laughs> I don't even know if the Agapova is correct, but yeah, 
And this fight is going to be a strikers a strikers match. This is going to be great. This is going to be an entertaining strawweight bout that I'm looking forward to seeing. And I know Hannah Cyphers wants this. She doesn't have to worry about getting that leg uh, that leg bar put on her like she did yeah. against Mackenzie Dern. So she's going to be happy to be standing up with somebody who likes to stand up and trade. Mm. And I'm trying Hannah to tell you. Hannah Cyphers then got slept a couple, a couple of these fights, man. And she about to put Agapova to sleep. Got, I'm telling you. She done got slept in a couple of these fights, man. I'm just going to throw that out there. Macy Barber, <laughs> Macy Barber and uh, Angela Hill kind of... Uh, Kind of, kind of did her in, but no, Hannah Cyphers is yeah. tough, man. She's uh, she's strong, very strong, like very strong, very strong. Like that, it don't even, yeah. Like she, she looks like she she's has very that compact, wiry type yeah. of strength. Yeah, that comp exactly. That's the word for it. Like that compact wiry strength. Like when she hits, it looks like it almost like it almost looks like uh. Like if she punches one of these girls in the chest, they'll probably fly <laughs> back a couple of feet uh, just off of the force. Like oh, she, she's man. that type of strong, that type of strong. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what the odds end up at on this fight. Uh, from Mariah, she, she's not UFC tested per se, but she did have a fight on the uh, contender series. She lost to Tracy Cortez. Mm. Uh, I, I remember that fight because I remember uh, Tracy Cortez getting that contract, and I remember why they were uh, going nuts on the internet over Tracy Cortez getting that contract. Cause she she's kind of a uh, yeah she, she she's a uh, Ra- Rachel Ostevich. Oh, from, I don't know. Uh, what's, what's the yeah, Instagram? Yeah. What's her? What's her? Uh, let me go look this yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> let yeah, me go yeah, find yeah. out. Oh, yeah, man. Want to want to say she hang out with with her too? So. Uh, oh, yeah, man. For for Mariah, <laughs> for Mariah uh, to have lost to Tracy Cortez, I don't necessarily think Tracy Cortez is that great of a fighter. Like I'm not. not She's no, no Hannah Cyphers. Yeah, no knock to her. Exactly. That that's the part right there. I don't think she's a Hannah Cyphers. Uh, so at that point, I feel like Hannah Cyphers should be able to get this done. Uh, Mariah is a fight finisher. But we don't know what those finishes are looking like at the level that she was fighting at at the time. Uh, eight wins, three KOs, uh, three subs. Her only loss is a decision. That was to Tracy Cortez uh, on the Contender Series. But yet, yet and still, like I said, the only time that she has been seen against UFC competition uh, was in L. So yeah, let's let's see. That's way ahead of Cyprus. Hannah Cyphers, Hannah Cyphers can be finished, but she's, I mean, hey, she's out there to do damage. Hannah Cyphers, the people you mentioned her losing to are no people to uh, frown upon losing. Hey, Angie Hill, you lose to her, the woman should be ranked. Macy Barber, she is ranked. Those are two L's that are understandable. And once again, Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern. And Mackenzie Dern. Eh. I, I, I didn't glad, like it. Glad, I lost Hannah, my, glad lost Hannah Cyphers' knee is okay. <laughs> Obviously, the knee Glad is fine. Knee is okay. The knee is fine. But what I saw in my uh, my scouting of uh, Agapova is somebody who swings a bit too wild. She leaves her face open on these punches. Her punches don't come straight down the middle. They come from the outside. So she's out here throwing all these hooks. All it's going to take is a quick beep, beep from my girl Hannah Cyphers. And that's exactly fight. how uh and that's exactly how Hannah Cypher's fights. It's it's exactly what we called her. Compact, like those are coming yeah, straight. Yeah, she's she's throwing them straight and she looked good standing up against uh Mackenzie Dern. It wasn't like she was out of that fight. She just got overzealous, got the leg caught, got the leg bar, 
And now you got L. So, with that being said, <laughs> I'm predicting Cyphers, uh, once they put the odds out, if Cyphers is not the favorite, jump all over this one. Well, I'm going to jump all mm. over this one. It, it's, if Cyphers is the underdog or the favorite, I'm still betting Cyphers. I'm still picking Cyphers. But, yeah, Cyphers is going to win this fight, my prediction, with a late stoppage. And it's simply because Mariah, she doesn't have the power. She's like a tall tall long wiry uh almost like joanna built type of fighter um mm. and uh, cypher is, is gonna have the power advantage and the better uh better technique in her striking so we're gonna right. see we're gonna see what these odds look like but yeah i'm thinking hannah cyphers with the stoppage and getting back on the winning get get back on the side of uh getting some w's yeah that's a good look that's a, that's a good look yeah, yeah. And that's how they close out the prelims. Man, and prelims lit. Prelims lit. Prelims is lit. Opening up the main card with Jordan Espinosa versus Mark De La Rosa. And this is a a very good fight between two bantamweights. Tough fight, man. Espinosa is actually ranked at a uh, Espinosa is actually ranked at a uh, flyweight. Mm. I'm not sure about uh, De La Rosa, but yeah, man. They uh actually yeah I believe both of them are uh yeah both of them both of them flyweights they just they just fighting that fight, fight just, just, just to say just to say they did it yeah that Rona is making all these camps everybody's it seems like a lot of guys are fighting a uh, a weight class above with uh with these short notice fights and with the Rona you know affecting training camps but uh yeah They're like hey hey you ain't trying to cut weight no me either cool. Yeah, it's too difficult. Too too much at the time like this to risk getting sick while your body already uh, starving and emaciated. I'm just saying. True. But uh, Espinosa minus 160 coming off that loss to the rising Alex Perez, and we saw what Perez did against Formiga. So a loss yeah. to Perez isn't too isn't too bad. And uh, a loss to Perez is almost expected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lost to Perez is cool. We, we understand why you lost. This guy's out here getting first round leg kick KOs. Like, yeah, that's that's different. Man, man, it, and and Espinosa's a good striker in his own right. More of a submission man. finisher. Uh seven of his 14 wins, submissions. But he can hold his own standing up. And 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 with that being said, I think that will be the difference in this Mark Delarosa fight. And that's why Delarosa is right. plus 130. He just doesn't have the striking. And he's also on he the three, have, on the three fight loser streak as well. But he lost to Car France. He also lost to Alex Perez on that losing mm-hmm. streak, and he lost to Paeva. Uh, yeah, man, he's a uh, two and four in the UFC. All of his losses in the UFC. Uh, Espinosa, a little bit more battle tested. He was out there fighting uh, way well, well before the UFC, uh, fourteen and seven. Yeah, man, he's only one and two in the UFC itself, so they basically got the same, uh, the same, uh, not not the same record, but they got the same uh, win percentage. I'll say. Right, right. Um, yeah, man, the thing, the thing with uh, Espinosa is he's very good uh, with his movement in and out, side to side. He's almost like a uh, John Dodson type of type of fighter. Uh, he moves a little bit too much. Uh, for me to think that he won't gas if if he doesn't uh, end up finishing this fight a little bit early, 
if this fight goes late, I'm I'm a little bit shaky on the pick. Like if this goes to a decision, I'm a little bit shaky on uh, on Espinosa because he moves a little bit too much. Like I feel like if he if he picked a pocket to stand, right, a little it, it'll probably work out a little bit more for him, uh, especially in a smaller cage. Like he does a lot of bouncing around. Like he he. Like when he when he strikes when he goes for his actual strikes he like jumps in uh, flares off the combo jumps back out but then he like jumps side to side like he bounces around the whole cage like uh, it's 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 one of those things where uh, eventually you end up getting in the clinch eventually you end up getting uh, pressured up against the cage and eventually you end up getting taken down so I just hope he has a gas tank. Uh, to be able to to withstand all of that, if he doesn't end up getting a, uh, getting a finish, but it's not like he's a slouch on the ground himself. Like he, yeah, he yeah. does have seven seven submissions himself. Uh, just don't want to see him end up on the bottom against a guy like uh, De La Rosa. That that's a that's a tough proposition. Hey. Yeah, Dela De Rosa. Dela Rosa actually, he he, yeah, he he only even throws strikes to get uh, grappling position. So yeah, this is gonna be a tough a tough one for Espinosa, but he should win. Should it's win. Gonna be a good one. At least it's gonna be a battle of it's gonna be a battle of who can grapple the best. I think. Right. Because they're gonna end up locking horns, and uh, as they all do, I like the lower weight classes. But it's gonna be exciting because these guys be. Hitting you with some of the smoothest transitions and scrambles. It's gonna be a lot of scrambling. That's that's really what it is, man. For Espinosa to win this fight, he's gonna have to win every scramble. He can't end up on bottom. Uh, his last two losses, both by submission. Uh, but he's ranked for a reason. Like he was, he was fighting tough, com- tough, tough, uh, tough competition. Tough yeah, pump, he, he's sure. out there fighting top of the top. And that's why I expect Espinosa to get that W. I think it's going to be a decision win. It's, he can possibly pull off the sub, but I'm leaning more to a decision win. Mark De La Rosa is battle-tested. He has, uh, Alex, like you said, Alex Perez. He got uh, Tim Elliott on his resume. He got Kai Carr France on his resume. All losses. But once again, learning experience. Learn, le- lesson learned. <laughs> lesson learned. Super young, man. He's super young. He's only 25. It's one of those things where it's like... Man, did 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 you uh bite off a little bit too much too fast? Like we sometimes we just don't know, don't, don't know until know. you get there. Just don't know. But yeah, I got Espinosa. Got Espinosa here, and this takes us right into a fight where I think is going to be fireworks from the onset. We got my guy Andre Andre Touchy Feely versus Charles Jordan Jordan. Jordan, Jordan, Michael Jordan. I don't know. Charles. Yeah, yeah you got the. I'm gonna just call him Charles. Chuck. <laughs> just call him Chuck. Chuck. Just yeah. call him Chuck. Athletic. Athleticism in the building. Touchy Feely comes in at minus two thirty-five. Super seasoned vet. It's crazy because he's still young. He's in his prime at twenty-nine. Got. He has a. He has a lot of uh, experience out there. He looked good against Sodik Sodik Yusuf. Uh, and uh, he almost stole that fight. Man, he's uh, super battle-tested. Like you said, he's only 29. This guy has 14 fights in the UFC. He's 8-6 and six in the UFC. It's uh, it's one of those things where it's like he's only been fighting top, top, top competitions. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got wins against guys like uh, Dennis Bermudez, Miles Jury, Shaman Marais. Uh, 
And I mean he's I mean he got losses. His losses are guys like Max, Max Holloway, Yari Rodriguez, uh, Calvin Cater. Like um, you said, don't, Sadiq, don't, don't like, leave out those, Michael those Johnson. Guys. Oh, he, he, he <laughs> can't leave on my can't, can't, can't leave on Michael Johnson. Can't leave on Michael Johnson. Those are those are all guys that are that are either ranked right now or used to be ranked. At, at one point was ranked. Michael Johnson used to be ranked. He he, he was ranked, you know. <laughs> Yeah, man. He, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been finished since uh, since he fought Yair. Uh, he got head kicked. That was 2016. Uh, so four years without being finished. A lot of decisions on his resume as of late, uh, even offensively, I should say. Yeah, Feely, super explosive striker. He's long. He's tall for the featherweight division at 5'11", 5'10", whatever you want to call it. He's he's a tall fighter. Um, great stand up he isn't afraid to get into an exchange and as we saw we saw that in the uh Sadiq Yusuf fight he's not he's not reckless enough though <laughs> if he had a little bit more recklessness to him uh I feel like he would win uh uh fights that end up a little bit closer like that Sadiq fight was close Sadiq had a little bit more I'm gonna I'm gonna punch through you I'm gonna kick through you to his strikes and Feely had a little bit more, uh, a little bit more touchy. Yeah, he, 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 he was a little, he, he was a little bit more touchy. Uh, oh, and see, that's a, that's tough. That's tough going into a fight like this because Charles Jordan, that guy's reckless. Mm-hmm. Like he's a young guy, young career. He's too. a young guy. Uh, he's only, he's only lost by decision. So he's basically going in there with a guy like Feely, saying, "Hey, I've only all of my wins, I finished. My only two losses are decisions." You're all like the majority of your your recent wins are all decisions. If if you think you're gonna decision me, okay, but I'm gonna come out here and try to knock your head off. Like I feel like he can be reckless, uh, but at the same time, I feel like that that recklessness might uh might might be uh might be to his advantage in at this uh in this fight. So you, you uh, got plus one eighty underdog. You got Jordan getting plus one eighty underdog. I got Jordan getting it, man. I got Jordan getting it. He's I feel like he's just the he's the right type of uh he's the right type of reckless fighter that uh is gonna put uh Andre in just enough positions that he's uncomfortable fighting in because he he doesn't want to get into those type of firefights. And hey, he hey, he's gonna be forced to. He's gonna mm-hmm. be forced to in this I expected fight. this from this card. I expected us to not agree on a lot of these fights. Cause this is a tough card to say. Oh, I definitively feel these fights are going to go this way. There's like a lot of fights are not clear cut favorites. I do think right. uh, Feely's going to get this win. I don't think it goes to decision, and I'm expecting a performance bonus from somebody, maybe even for both of them. I just think Feely has the experience. He's going to catch my guy Jordan leak uh, slipping, and I hope Jordan has has the and gas tank. He's used to finishing, and as you said, his losses are all decisions. So, now see that'd be interesting if he comes out here and, and finishes a guy who's never been finished. That'd that'd say yeah, something. That'd definitely it'll get him, say it'll something. It'll get him in the Jordan, on the right track for that featherweight division. I, I think after taking those losses, Jordan is still young. He's still young, but hey, he he, he might be young, but he ready, man. <laughs> oh man, he ready. Oh man, we I think we got like four four fights that we not agreeing on. I like it. Cause last time we agreed oh, on yeah, everything, man, we, hey. went, we went five out of twelve. So hey, this one maybe, <laughs> this one maybe it. This one maybe it. Oh man! So we cap off the uh, fight of the night. You think it's gonna be fight of the night? I think it's gonna be fight of the night, or at least a performance bonus. And we move to my right. guy, Marab 
Devalishvili. I'm not even going to repeat that again. Versus Ray Borg. <laughs> what you, what you, what you gonna call, call him a rap? My guy MD. <laughs> don't, even, don't even know if I'm saying a rap right. But yeah. <laughs> Mariah enters, enters as a uh, oh, minus 400. The second biggest favorite on the card. Once again, I'm not I'm not feeling those odds. To say he's just going to walk through Ray Borg. Uh, a bit over the top. He did look great against Casey Kenny though. And we saw Casey Kenny against Louis Smoker. As we said, he smoked him. But yeah, I, I, yeah those odds these odds are, are crazy. crazy for the opponent to be Ray Borg. And we just saw Ray Borg look super competitive against Ricky Simone, a guy who Marab has lost to. They both lost to Ricky Simone, but hey, Ray Borg was competitive in that fight. And to say he's he's minus 400, like Ray Borg didn't even have minus 400 odds to Ricky Simone is what I'm saying. Right. The, the MMA math on that, don't say so, yeah. Uh, yeah, the MMA map. Yeah, it's not. It's not adding up, right? Somebody messed up. They they must have multiplied when they should have just the, hit add. The issue all, here is Ray Borg is uh his strongest his strongest suit is uh what Marab is best at defending. I feel like uh Marab Marab is a uh, very good wrestler, and I don't know about his jujitsu credentials necessarily, but I know the camp that he trains with. He, he's out there training with Aljo. Uh, we saw what Aljo just did mm-hmm. uh, wrestling and jujitsu wise. He's out there training with Matt Serra. Right. Uh, yeah, man. I, I feel like he's not going to have a problem as far as the BJJ goes. The crazy thing is, uh, this fight is more than likely going to be a decision. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. More than likely. Ray Borg is Man, it's, it's crazy. This guy, Ray Borg, is only 26. He's been around forever. Like, forever. Is it? These are the guys that are just, hey, they fighting quick. We Like, we just saw Facts. Ray Borg not too long ago. Quick turnaround. He's trying to avenge a loss, too. Seems like Dana asked all the losers, hey, y'all mad about losing? Because if y'all are, y'all can fight again real quick. Y'all can get a fight off real quick, man. Ray Borg and, does have a win against uh, Formiga. Mm. Losses loss uh, loss against DJ, uh, the GOAT. The GOAT. Uh, lost to Ricky Simone. Lost to Casey Kenny. It's a... Uh, yeah, man, I feel I feel like he's the underdog for a reason. I got Marab yeah. uh, winning, yeah. but I don't I don't feel like he's gonna steamroll through him like like a minus four hundred said. He's not. It's so gonna I be feel a like it's gonna fight. be a win, but it's gonna be a close one. And Ray Borg can like can low key get off a sub on him if, oh, if yeah. Marab is overzealous because he's gonna come in stronger. He's gonna be able to overpower him. He's the natural bantamweight. Once again, Borg moved up from flyweight. It is a. Uh, Mm. I got more. I got Morab winning, cause just because of his strength and how he looked against Casey, uh, the way he looked against Casey Kenny, he 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 bullied him, and I don't see why he wouldn't bully Ray Borg. Ray Borg is good. Has has pretty decent stand up. Like I said, he fought uh, Ricky Simone very competitively. A fight where he might have, some people might have thought he won that fight. I didn't see Simone as a definitive winner. Right. So. Plus, minus 400 one. plus 300 that was that Just was don't the like uh that was the uh you look like me no you look like me that was that fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man so yeah i i, I still think Mirabi is going to get the win just not a minus 400 type of win so, I mean, yeah, no, not, nobody not should go out there betting a million dollars on Mirabi when you see these <laughs> that's all i'm saying don't do it don't drop the bag on this one might might be in for a rude awakening 
And then we get to our next fight, which I'm eager to see. Super eager to see because all of the bad blood in this one. We get Carl Robertson versus Marvin Vittori. Man, they've been waiting for this. This has been a long time coming. It's been brewing for a minute. Uh, Roberson had the uh, the weight cut issue or COVID. Was it COVID or the weight cut? Uh, I or- believe it was a weight cut issue for Roberson. And uh, yeah, he he basically had a weight a weight cutting issue, and then Vittoria was gonna still take the fight, uh, even at a catch weight, uh, one of those you lose a part of your purse type of situations. And then after the fact, uh, it ended up turning into a medical issue, and mm-hmm. uh, Roberson had to pull out completely. And Vittori Vittori was hot. He, he's coming. He he's coming in there. He's coming in there with. Uh, extremely, extreme, <laughs> extreme uh, bad blood. This fight. Don't want to come in too reckless, though. He might get his head knocked off. Roberson's a very powerful middleweight. Super, super, uh, super built body. Reminds me of a. Uh, I don't want to call everybody Yo Romero, but this guy's built for 185. Oh yeah, that's, muscles that's a muscles. fact. So, and he looked good against a, a, a fight he was the underdog in. He's coming into this fight as the plus 175 underdog. Uh, it was R- Ramon uh, Kapilov, undefeated prospect, and uh, Roberson handed him his first L and did it by submission. Dropped him with the punch after getting the nasty eye poke. He said, "You know what? You gonna poke me in the eye? I'm about to just choke you out there." This is what I'm gonna do. The, this I'm gonna show you what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> it's crazy, he got the, man. He got the they, uh, these these fighters are very very close in stature. These fighters are very very close in. Even style, in my opinion, they're both southpaw. Mm-hmm. They both uh, both box like very good boxing. I feel like Vittori might have faster hands. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like Vittori might have faster hands. I feel like Roberson has better side to side movement and also has uh, more precise striking. I'll say uh, like when he when he lands, you could tell like he doesn't even throw punches that he doesn't think he's gonna land. Like his accuracy is is uh, I feel like better than Vittori. I feel like. Uh, Vittori kind of just rushes in, uh, like lead leads, like he basically uh, sees an opening, throws throws a three punch combo. Like every every uh, every time Vittori strikes, it's almost like a, a combo trying to pressure you up against the cage. And right, he also right. likes to uh, he likes to end his combos with a little knee to the body or whatever, a la uh, a la Alistair Overeem. Uh, Roberson, I feel like his issue is I don't like. Yeah, the odd, the odds almost say two to one. That kind of seems crazy to me. His yeah, issue is he's gonna have to he's gonna have to make sure he doesn't come out slow. He's gonna have to make sure he doesn't just uh like he like like you always say you always say you can't let these other guys be first. Like he has to make sure he doesn't come out there on the defensive because if he comes out there and lets uh Vittori put hands in his face, it might be a, a quick night for him. He ain't never been knocked out before. He's he's been submitted twice. Uh, I mean Vittori. Shit, Vittori got eight submission wins. He only uh he only even got two knockouts, but his hands, he he likes to lead with his hands. Like I said, uh, a lot of his strikes are really pressure based. Like it's right, it's right. it's low you to sleep, rush in with a three three strike combo, uh maybe a knee to the body, and a lot of uh clinching up against the cage. Like like I said, they're very similar uh in stat- stature and fighting style. Uh, Roberson also, I mean, 
the the elbow that he put on Ryan Span's head on the uh, contender series. That was that was crazy. Like he knocked him smooth out, two elbows, like framed him off the cage, uh, put him out. Uh, he like southpaw as well. Like I said, he fast with his hands. They both strong. He liked to uh, he liked to throw the body kick though. Uh, he just will be man, open just, against southpaw. Yeah, southpaw man. versus southpaw. He's gonna be southpaw able to versus somebody southpaw. Kick it's man, he uh, just like actually, Roberson. Roberson just gotta Roberson just gotta make sure he does not uh, start slow and does not let Vittori uh, come off stronger or 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 go first uh, too much in the fight. I feel like Roberson should win. I feel, I feel like I, hey man, hey, hey I'm, I'm calling Roberson for the upset. I'm not, I'm not even oh, gonna yeah, call it an upset. Not even upset. I think I ain't gonna be. Upset. I think it's not an upset simply because. Vittori was very hittable in his last fight against Andrew Sanchez. Andrew Sanchez just doesn't have the power. Right. Carl Robinson, ha- Robinson has the power. Robinson was very hit- hittable in his last fight, too, against uh, Ramon Kopalov. So, it, I see why it could be a... Well, I don't even see why these odds are the way they are. This should be a pick of if you ask me, at worst. Rather than a two to rather than a two to one, I think they put these odds out here to try to mess with my mind. You're not messing <laughs> with my mind this time. All right, oh, I know man. the MMA math with uh, Cesar Fiera says that uh, Vittori should get the W, but hey, I'm I saw that you were hittable against Andrew Sanchez, and if you're going to be that hittable against Carl Roberson, it's going to be a short night for you. You're going to get punched to the ground, and you're probably going to get submitted, and that's why I got Carl Roberson scoring a late stoppage. And he shocks the uh, the odds makers again by getting the second second consecutive upset, and they gonna start putting some respect on this guy's name. That's that's what I'm put some respect on it. Not, not a two to one underdog. Knock it off. I hope this guy's this a former fight... a former Glory kickboxer. They, they fooling. Former fooling, Glory kickboxer. Fooling, yeah. Fooling. I hope this fight don't end up with a whole bunch of cage clinching. I, I hope they uh, actually find space in this twenty five foot cage to uh get loose with these strikes like i said like these are two powerful dudes and eventually it's gonna be uh bodies colliding in the middle of the ring let's just uh, i'm just hoping it's not too much uh too much clinching that doesn't lead anywhere uh, too too much too much clinching to a stalemate i'll say that's, that's what i'm fun. hoping that's what i'm hoping don't happen and here's a fun fact these are about to be the biggest guys in the cage this saturday 185 Back-to-back weeks with no heavyweight. Come on, UFC. I know you're doing your thing, but come on. Give us one of these heavies. Give us a heavyweight fight every card. I, I got to see it. I got to have it. That's the uh, cold main event, by the way. They gave, they gave us that Sakai fight a couple weeks ago. That was, yeah, they could have they left that at home. The reason why it lasted so long, because my guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, even I, off. Even off. There we go. Even off chin wasn't on E. Filled the chin to gas tank up, man. He was taking some shots. Yeah, he was. It was a good fight. A good heavyweight fight for it to go to decision. If a heavyweight fight goes to decision, I'd rather see that than see what I saw with Rothwell versus uh, my guy OSP. Right. But yeah, and, and that's our cold main for tonight. We get the main event where everybody's going to be tuning in for Jessica I versus Cynthia Calvillo. The people's main event right here. This is what we want. This is going to clear up a lot of stuff at the women's flyweight. I think. Possibly. Possibly. Calvillo moving possible. up. Calvillo moving up. She trying to uh, she trying to put herself in some type, some type of position. Because clearly don't nobody want it at the top of that division. I mean, everybody at the top of the division already had their chance. They couldn't do nothing with it. So 
do you do you like the fact that she gets Jessica I first time? I know you. I know. I already know what your answer is going to be. I just want to ask you to start some start some mess with you. Uh, you like the fact that she gets to move up and challenge somebody so high in the rankings when she's only uh, ten in her previous division. I don't like the thought of her winning and instantly being uh, thought of as a competitor for Valentina. Like, because at the end of the day, she's not. But at the end of the day. I mean, hey, like, if she ends up winning this fight, I can see them putting her up against a Kaylin Chukagan who had no issues in her last fight. She basically won, what, 30, 30 to uh, 24 or something like that? Like, she uh, won 30 to 20. Yeah she, yeah, she basically won 30 to 20 in, in her last fight. Uh, like, like, it's one of those things where, I mean, it, like, if she wins, they're not going to necessarily just give her a title shot. So I'm not I'm not mad at it. And if she were to win, if she were to win, I mean, hey, the division is so light anyway. It's not even like it's too many people for her to beat. Hey, go up there, win one more time, and then we'll maybe talk about you uh, getting a title shot. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you're saying all of this. They got her coming in as a... This basically is a pick em. She's moving up to challenge I, who they have as the number one contender. Just fall Shevchenko. It's a light, it's a light division. Uh, she just she just got her head kicked off. And see, that's the thing, uh, man. Jessica I is super battle tested. I just feel like Calvillo is gonna be too small. I also have already saw Cynthia Calvillo uh gas out in a couple of her fights. Like, not necessarily maybe gas out bad in, a, weight in, a, in a bad weight. Yeah, exactly. She she's been having bad weight cuts, and that's the that's a problem. Like cool it, it sounds good you're moving up uh to a more natural weight uh but hell uh, jessica i missed in her last fight she she ended up fighting at uh 131 pounds at, uh, i want to say in her last fight lost a part of her purse so she she's not uh, a stranger to bad weight cut herself i just feel like jessica I is going to be the bigger fighter they're pretty evenly matched on paper but Jessica is just going to be bigger i don't think uh calvillo has anything in her game that says she's going to knock her out or uh she's gonna i mean maybe she can maybe she can try to get a takedown and uh mm. grind mm -hmm. her out but i i just don't see anything uh anything in this fight that says uh this close of odds i feel like jessica is yeah. gonna get an easy win easy w we talking about a lady last three fights uh arujo shevchenko and kuche kuche her mama called her caitlin just can't get it out but yeah those are her last three fights. She went two, two and three in, in those last three. You can guess that she lost the Shevchenko fight. Man, she she's fought some of the top names in the flyweight division. They had Arujo on pace to uh, be the person to uh, try to challenge Shevchenko. Oh, she shut that down. She shut that one down. So I don't see how how the odds makers are, are assuming somebody who couldn't get it done at straw weight is about to move up to flyweight and get it done. She ain't Henry Cejudo. Oh my goodness! She she ain't about to just be moving up, taking out top top name fighters. I mean, I like Calvillo. He eight and one. You know, only got one L on your record. You probably, I mean, not even probably. You about to get two. I just about to get two. I just don't see her getting it done. Oh man! Especially her losing to Carla Esparza. Exactly that right there. She lost to Carla. She lost to Carla. She lost to Carla. And Jessica is basically a big, a bigger version of Carla. I guess you could say a bigger version. They all small. But yeah. Oh, she bigger. Yeah, man. It, she bigger. She bigger than her. She bigger. <laughs> With Carla like 5'1. Yeah, Jessica. I, yeah. Damn near twice the size of Carla at this point. So yeah, man. I got Jessica I getting it. This is one of the fights we should have saw with a minus 
300 to uh, plus 225. I just think that the odd that, that it would look like bad business having this being a headline event with the odds being so crazy. Hey, that well, wasn't they saying, just did that a was, lot. They exactly. <laughs> wasn't saying nothing last week. Come on. But that's the goat though. <laughs> True. You see what happened? They, True. Had, they had us out here believing the 425 was going to get it done. Because you just have to assume it's got to be closer than that. And I don't think this, I don't think this fight is going to be that close. It's not minus 120 to minus 110. No way in hell. And at the end no of the day, Jessica, I, Jessica is no uh, no stranger to going decision already as is. Like, she's, I mean, yeah. she's a grinder already. Like, you're not going to outgrind a grinder. Calvillo has to get a stoppage in this fight. If it goes decision, she lost. She lost. She lost. If it goes decision, she lost. Oh, she, she might as well not even stand next to the judge if it's not, if they if they're reading off the scorecards. Oh, she, she might as well lose, start. <laughs> she might as well just head back. My girl Jessica Evil Eye is about to get it done. There's no way you' about to beat the number one ranked. Number one ranked. She beat Caitlyn. She beat Arujo. Head kicked off by Shevchenko, but who doesn't get their <laughs> head kicked off by Shevchenko? That's everybody. That is Swear, everybody. Man. That's what, that's what so we agree on that one. We finally agree. Did, did you pick Vittori or did you pick Roberson? Oh, no, I'm taking Roberson. I'm taking Roberson. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Tough, tough I'm fight, at, but I'm, I'm taking Roberson. I might have to go back to see what you uh, what you did against. I'm, I need to see how you went against the grain. Oh, man. It, uh, yeah, you, you, you picked my guy, Griffin. I can understand that one. You pick Alvi, uh, Julia Alvila. I get it. I get it. You didn't pick Rosa. Did you pick Agapova or Hannah Cyphers? I picked Cyphers. I picked Cyphers. Okay. Pick Cyphers. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You picked Charles Jordan. That's what he did. Jordan. All finishes, uh, so, man. All finishes. Oh, so we only disagreed on three of them. I thought we thought we didn't see eye to eye on a couple of them. It's cool. Touchy, touchy oh. feely about to get touched up. That's all. Oh man, not a touch up. Hey man, not I just, I just, up. uh, just saw some breaking news. My guy, Violent Bob Ross, coming. Uh, he got a fight coming fight up. No, nah, he fighting he in Vegas. Fight he fighting in Vegas, June twenty seventh, against my guy, against, oh. against my guy that I wanted to see fight against Mike Brown, fighting against Kamal Worthy. Hmm. I and like it. And it's crazy. I low key want to say, uh, Violent Bob Ross might might actually uh train with uh Mike Davis if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. Man, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna I just saw. That. I just saw Violent Bob Ross looking jacked. Hey man. Couple uh, couple uh, Instagram pictures ago. So he he's looking ready. He doesn't look skinny anymore. And that's a guy who could uh, possibly work his way up if he can string some wins together. Yeah, you need those yeah, wins. Man. Need those wins. That is it for the fight night 172 happening this Saturday. And yeah, man, that's that's it in a nutshell. Got Jessica, Calvillo. We both said the odds isn't that close, or are, are, are not that close. Don't don't eh, take our word for it. Don't, Just don't, go watch don't, it. don't take our word for it because we did say that the uh, <laughs> that the Nunez odds were closer. Oh man, it all started with Minifield. And had we known Minifield trained with Charles Bird, should have known. Would have went a different. Should have known. 
Chilling on. Gas tank on the. You said his chin was on the. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Oh man. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, fight fans, all you good people out there, thank you for rocking with us as always. And, and like, the, and as usual, if you haven't, if this is your first time listening, check us out on Instagram, check us out on Twitter, follow us, uh, Facebook, check everywhere. out the website, everywhere. Facebook, yeah, we everywhere. Coming to the website, we gonna get some merch, all of yeah. that, all of that. It's coming, it's coming. Y'all are at the beginning. Get these the spins up. Get these spins up. Get some sponsors. All of that. All of that. Hey man, is this episode ten, my G? Man. Oh yeah. 10. We- Oh yeah, I was I was uh I was told yesterday that uh, it was our pod anniversary. We already done been doing this for for a whole month, you know, whole month. Oh yeah, we dropped out yet. Man, we gotta celebrate. Yeah, man. How oh, do you yeah. know what I'm really putting them out there too? I'm gonna go get a kombucha. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> celebrate, celebrate with, with a kombucha. the kombucha. <laughs> kombucha on the rocks. Uh, that's, that's what I want. 10th 10th episode we've been doing this for a month now i'm loving it my favorite part of this is doing the fight breakdown facts oh no actually actually i like doing the parlay we only did one of them but i like the parlay pod more than the other ones my god (sighs) it's uh i'm 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 gonna like the parlay pod a little bit better after i win something this week uh, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get better on these props next week as well. Man, the one guy that I didn't want to bet on the, uh, for a sub because he was so overpowered for the win was uh, Aljo, and clearly we see why. Clearly Man, we see why like he was like, he was like a plus uh, plus four fifty for the sub. I had Sanhagen at a uh, plus twelve hundred for the sub. I was uh, man, yeah he. He made it look like you didn't want no type of jits. But at the same time, you can't even really say nothing. Sanhagen was uh defending as, as good as you could do. Uh when a when a completely dry man uh, Did he have enough time to do as uh, <laughs> I don't think it was enough time to even do as good as you could do. No, I'm I'm talking about he he did a he did about as good as you could do of defending off this uh uh, as long as you could with the positioning that he put himself in that early, like it wasn't nothing he was about to do off of that. Like on the ground at four minutes, you done. Backpack. Should have just should have just tapped soon as he got on his back. Well, this is over. Yeah, man. See, we'll see what happened next week. But yeah, we digress again and again and again. <laughs> but this Cajun style. Hey man, it, that's that's what happens. You you talk about one fight, it can it can uh, six degrees of separation into about thirty other fights. Man. Snowball effect. It's great. It, I, I like it. Like I said, I like doing these breakdown pods. Now I guess I am gonna start liking to do the parlays once we do hit it. Cause I'm I'm gonna be bragging. I'm gonna be talking my mess. Man, we gonna have to uh, we gonna have to figure out something to do talking about these Dana White contender series fights too. Oh, when, when when are those up? When those are, those are, uh, those, are those are about to be coming up within the next month. Should be starting within the next month. You might see us out there if they open it up. Yeah, man. Possible. Hey. It's possible. They open it up. I'm out there. Hey, hey. If it, if it's open to the public, even even if it's open to media, I hit Dana. Hey, we got the website. Hey, <laughs> hit me with the credential, my guy. Like, check the pod out, Dana. Check the pod. Hey, man. Yeah. For sure. And we did get the Angie Hill shout out, so yeah, we did. We, 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 let me check off all the boxes. Yeah, we we good. Couple of times. We, couple times. 
Shout out, shout out to Angie one more time. Oh man. But yeah, man. As always, it's your it's your guy Nebby. And it's your boy Ride with Doc. We out. Cajun style. Cajun style. Yes, sir.